you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey, welcome to Dear Alice. We're excited about today's topic, aren't we, Sue? We sure are. Yeah, we get one of these questions probably the most on our carpool Q&A, and we felt like it would be really good to just talk about it right now. A lot of you... Um, probably live in a home, maybe you're under construction right now, and you have questions about built-ins. And it's a huge part of your cabinetry budget besides your kitchen. I feel like today, um, it used to be that cabinetry only was in bathrooms and a kitchen, kitchen. yeah, maybe a laundry room, but really that was optional in the old days. Mm -hmm. And today I feel like our cabinetry budgets have more than doubled with the amount of cabinetry that we put into homes with yeah. built-ins and built-ins are one of those things that are not just in the family room but they're in home offices or in bedrooms sometimes mm-hmm. yeah family rooms family rooms in the rooms. basement yeah so we've there's a lot of areas where where you can have cabinetry and so today's question was are entertainment centers still in style if you want that custom completed look Ooh. yeah <laughs> um and I, to that i would say in general no they're not and a they're thing. really not available like in the marketplace we go to market twice a year and yeah. I don't we never see entertainment units anymore because everything is so integrated yeah and built-ins are really kind of something to boast your cabinetry is something that's a really lovely again very thought out mm-hmm. way of how you live in your home and so I think one of the biggest yeah, reasons for why is because it feels to me like ceiling heights have gotten taller in, in mm-hmm. residences mm-hmm. and the um, built-ins of yesteryear are maybe seven feet tall and maybe you used to have an eight foot um, ceiling height. Mm-hmm. I remember I can picture my basement perfectly that I grew up in. My mom and dad had a pine entertainment unit. Yeah, they did. And there were scrolls <laughs> and... and um, and lovely feminine shapes about it. And it was pickled and just beautiful. Paid extra for that one. They did glass shelves. And Can what you kind of TV it? did they have inside that Oh, a tube. It a was tube a big TV. tube TV. Yeah. Right? They were so deep that you had to like buy uh-huh. a piece of furniture to house this massive TV. And yeah. so just technology and TVs have changed so much. And obviously the devices that you use with your TV are so teeny and small that we don't need that that huge deep piece of furniture to house that anymore yeah yeah the built-ins are much slimmer today Mm -hmm. and customizable obviously you can totally i believe it's less expensive to get the fixed shelving if your cabinet guy is making that adjustable shelving is really fantastic if you love the art of styling we like to get in and sort of mess with the rhythms of things depending on the objects that we're using in the collections of the homeowner so if um, that is a question when you're trying to work out your cabinetry, if you want adjustable shelves or not, yes, you do want adjustable shelves. Same thing for closets too, right? That's another thing that's adding to cabinetry bids today yep. is um, we are doing a lot of custom closets today and not even by like a classy closets melamine system, but actual cabinetry. Actual cabinet doors yeah. and drawers. Yeah. And these are beautiful dressing rooms and a really lovely way to get ready and survey what you own and what you have and and have a place for everything including your luggage and your steamer and everything else so yeah building things in is um, something that we do a lot of in our work and drawing up those elevations is is a really fun thing and a really fantastic way to live and and an efficient way to live it's beautiful and i yeah efficient i was just about to touch on that i think we're getting smarter with our storage and what we actually are using these mm-hmm. days. Again, we don't have big tube TVs. 
So we, there's no need for that. But just the way we live, old houses had terrible storage. Mm-hmm. I live in an old house. It's terrible storage way. So I, you know, I marvel like just built-ins is so, so great because again, you have a spot for everything. Everything's in its place and you can really account for that and take inventory of how you live, what you live with and build built-ins to accommodate all that. So, and again, the closets are so, so fabulous. And I don't think anybody is going backwards. I don't think we're ever going to go to just a smaller closet. Mm -hmm. I think people are really starting to like see the benefit of having a dressing room if they are able to, not everyone can, but it's so nice to just have that space to kind of spread out and inventory what you'll be wearing. Yeah, that's great. Um, So built-ins, a lot of times what we're doing is we're trying to get those to stretch up to the ceiling. If Mm -hmm. your ceiling heights are greater than, you know, 10 feet, then obviously you're going to have those end in a nice, beautiful crown molding and they're not going to go up any further than that. Oftentimes in the middle of the entertainment center might be a big, beautiful fireplace. So it's built-ins on both sides of the fireplace. So to that question, um, to that, I have a question, which is where do we put the TV? Uh-huh. Um, huh. Most people and builders, when we go into homes, are like, yeah, we wired for a TV above the fireplace. And we're always like, no, <laughs> don't do it. Um, if you have the room and you can, and you don't have just windows on each side of your fireplace, if you have windows on each side of your fireplace, and that is literally the only spot to put it is above the mantle, then that's fine. That's you've, you've cornered yourself. You're above the mantle, but it's, we always say your natural gaze isn't looking up. If you have it above your fireplace, you're probably noticing right now that your neck probably hurts because it's uncomfortable to look up. And so your natural gaze, I think you've said this is straight ahead or actually down. Yeah. Your natural gaze is slightly lower than your eye level. So the most comfortable place would be in your lower built-ins, if you mm-hmm. can believe it, to, to house a TV. And then you could open that up and swivel something out. Mm-hmm. Because don't forget, when you're watching TV, you're seated. And seat height is 19 inches off the ground. Yeah. So your eye level is different than when you're standing. Yep. And you're seated and your natural gaze is down. So getting that TV more at a seated height is really what we're trying for. And also, we don't want to steal that golden... Um, focal point of the fireplace by stealing its thunder by putting a TV above it. Yeah, it's the money shot. It is the money shot. And for the most part, TVs, when they're off, are like a black hole in the room. Yep. And you put that right in the middle, at eye level, a black hole. We don't practice feng shui, but I imagine it's in opposition, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I can't bring good energy. I believe in feng shui, they say um, Mm -hmm. that the fireplace is a hole in the house. And so energy escapes. So to get that energy back in the room, they put a mirror over the fireplace to balance the hole Mm -hmm. in the house. So if you practice feng shui, we don't often, but we have had a few clients that do. And so we get to learn a little bit as we go. But to that, visually, we say, hang a beautiful piece of art or, or a great big mirror and layer art in front of it is our favorite look. And then let's put the TV somewhere else. Let's, let's find a place in the built-ins for it. We can house it in the lowers. Um, we can hang it over the top of the built-ins, like a piece of art, if you want to use 
Um, Samsung has the frame TV today. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but so slick. yeah, it's really cool. And there's always a piece of art that's turned on. One of our um, really savvy tech clients, she kind of described it as it's like a really nice screensaver. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a more matte look. It's not as much like your glare on it. Yeah. 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 So, um, so you can choose any one of the classical paintings or a photograph, or you could use your own family photograph. So it's turned on um, and you're not looking at a black box. And then you can choose if you want it to look like it has a mat or not, mm -hmm. um, just by clicking the buttons. And then you can um, magnet on any of their frame options. So you can choose a brass one or a wood one or a brown one or whatever, um, a white one. We did this in Rachel Parcell's home over the mantle. And it looks incredible. It really does. It's just like a big, when we were there last, you could have changed it by now, but a big, beautiful zebra mm -hmm. image uh, photography. And it looks incredible in her room, like a great photograph instead of a TV. Yeah. And you're probably noticing that we did put it above her mantle. And in a bedroom, I think that's the only spot that like yeah. you would do that is because you're lying down and to look down or straight ahead you're actually like tilting your head up in bed. Mm -hmm. And so you actually do look more up. And so that's actually an okay place to hang your TV above the mantle is in a bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Your gaze is up. Mm -hmm. So consider that Samsung frame. Um, if the largest they do is like a 65, which is really great. Mm -hmm. And it is, slick. and it's supposed to look more like art. It's not your theater TV or your 80 or 90 inch for your husband to be able to invite his buddies over and watch a game on. Yeah. Yeah. It's for your, a little bit more sophisticated surroundings, but it's a really, really good step in the right direction. I think as far as TVs go. Oh, it's so good. And in that one tech savvy client that you were just talking about, it was so pretty on her built-ins and they were actually existing built-ins that we just modified um, to help make the TV float in front of the shelf. So again, just, we do this often. We love this trick when you hang art you know, actually on the frame of the bookshelves. And so it just looks like it's floating. It's an old school trick. So it was really cool to do that with a TV and it looks amazing. It looks yeah. so good. So pretty. Okay, so let's talk about drawers versus doors and the built-in. Uh, There's going to be a time where your cabinet guy is going to ask you, okay, do you want doors down here? Doors are less expensive. Or do you want to do drawers in the bottom of your built-ins? Depending on what you're trying to achieve, if you have a lot of AV equipment, then you're probably going to want doors so that you can mm -hmm. put those um, the equipment on shelves, your DVD players and all of that. If that's wired behind the wall and you don't need to worry about that, 100% of the time, we're always going to prefer a drawer. Yep. Because you can stand and open a drawer and survey what's in it. With a cupboard, you have to get down on your hands and knees, open it up, look and see what's in there in the back. You're scrambling around to try and figure it out because you can't survey over. it from above. Yeah. yeah. So the drawer is going to be so much easier for you to know what you actually have in your life because you could even open it with your toes and stare mm. down in it and be like, nope, it's not in that one. And then open the next one. Nope, it's not. Oh, yep, there it is. So anyway, drawers are just easier to keep clean, easier to organize with. And um, the love of your back, do a drawer. <laughs> yes, yes, for how, sure. How do you guys feel about doing like, if you have, if you like the look of doors, like having doors, but then having the shelves on drawer glides? How do you feel about that? I would that? for sure consider that. Yeah. If, if that's what the aesthetic you like and you like the door. Um, yeah. Often, sometimes what we'll even do is like with a door, we'll make them look like drawers. You know, if that's something like you have to have underneath the sink, but we have a rhythm of drawers that looks really beautiful, we'll still make it look like drawers. But if you like the look of an actual door, mm -hmm. you're more modern, yeah. you want less lines, you want yeah. less hardware. 
Um, you can do that. You're going to pay the same price for drawers because inside of the door are the drawers. So if cost isn't a thing and you just like the look of doors, then I think that's the money, the, way to go. the money ticket right there. Yeah. Do a rolling, a rollout. Um, that'll save your back too. Yeah. Cause honestly we, we see We're this like all the old time. people talking about saving exactly. backs. Oh, What's going softer on? Softer surfaces for our feet. <laughs> Don't bend over. Um, but truly usually behind a, just a door with just like a shelf that's where things go to die. Mm -hmm. You never find what's in the back of that drawer. Two times a year you will and you'll throw it away. So really it's so much more efficient to do drawers. Um, but yeah, definitely do the rollouts. Cool. But, you, but yeah, if you like the look of a door. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk about adjustable shelves versus non-adjustable shelves. Yeah. We kind of hit on this earlier um, that we love for the art of styling to be able to adjust our shelves. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a painted built-in, Having adjustable shelves, you're probably going to be able to see those little holes um, that um, you can adjust the little pegs up into, up or down into. And so you, that will come with the territory if that really bothers you. Um, you can do a stain grade cabinet, meaning it's a wood cabinet with stain. The grain kind of hides the fact that there are those little holes happening. Also with the right styling, you can always lean a book up or whatnot to hide those holes. Yeah. I've noticed with some of our um, cabinet vendors that they don't put them because if you go to Ikea or go to a, like a normal furniture place, they'll have them like every two or three inches, right? Yeah. You just see like this whole line of holes. Mm -hmm. um, if you're thoughtful about it, you don't have to have a whole line of them. You could have like two or three in one spot and then like a foot oh, down, you yeah. do two or three. So you just don't have as many. Yeah. So if you can be so thoughtful, and so you still have a little bit thing. of adjustability, Yeah. Um, but it doesn't just look like a stock, mm -hmm. you know, zipper going down your built-in. Yeah. Um, I would do at least that. We obviously have other methods that we do. We do this cleat system quite often. Mm -hmm. um, explain that. You have that in your home, Jess. Yeah, I do. This is something that we've seen in uh, one of our finer furniture vendors did it on a, I believe it was a Suzanne Castler piece for Hickory Chair. So, yeah. And um, they call it a cleat system and it is uh, a rhythm of long half inch by one strips of wood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just span half inch depth. by like 12 inch um, long rectangle pieces of it's either wood or it's paint grade and it blends in. But the overall look um, looks kind of like half of a zipper mm -hmm. where the teeth come out and go back in and come out and go back in. And then you can move your shelf along the rhythms of those long rectangles. Um, you need to look this up or we'll put it in the show notes so you can see what we're talking about. It's definitely more expensive and um, way more labor intensive, but it's so beautiful and such a fine furniture thing. So if you um, love, love the details, you're going to love the cleat system on shelves. Your builder or your um, cabinet maker will probably even know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. The cleat system. Yep. Yeah. Go with the adjustable shelf shelving unless, unless budgets are really tight, then then, then you'll just fixed. know that there's um, whatever, 14 inches between each shelf. So when you're buying accessories or whatnot, just know that magic number. So that's the maximum size that you can buy for that. People are asking about styling tips. Yeah. In built-ins. Yes. We, talk, we talked a little bit about, you know, having the adjustability so that we can style with those and having pieces of art. But what are your tips for styling? I love... Um, leaning something up against the back wall of the built-in so that your eye has something to read. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's hard to read just spines of books, but if something is face forward, pushed up against that back wall, um, small pieces of art facing forward on the back wall, photography, 
Um, doing that with a beautiful book cover is something that we always are doing. Yep. So just making sure to, to pay attention to that back plane. I think we often just see, think of things in stacks, whether they be vertical or horizontal. Mm-hmm. We just um, often think of books and we'll change um, the orientation of the stack. If we've done it vertical stacks with like a bookend up above, then maybe down below, we're going to just do a clean stack of maybe just three larger coffee table books with an object on top. So just paying attention to um, changing directions. Don't do the same formula for every single shelf, unless you have a massive library and you really are wall to wall books you're still going to want to break it up with objects, I believe. Yeah, just curated objects. Yeah, and you can stack your um, books vertically, and then then at the end you can stack a few smaller books horizontally with an object as a bookend, and that looks really nice too. Yeah, and again, if you, depending on your book collection, we usually on the higher shelves, we don't have as many books. We usually have like a collection. Yeah. So be it pottery or art, yeah. something happening up there that's easy for the eye to read at, you know, from you're standing on the ground looking up. You don't want to have a tiny little four by six picture of your family because no one can see that high. Mm-hmm. And it's a waste. Put that at eye levels. So anything smaller that you want people to notice the detail, put at eye level. Yes. We usually do frames at eye level so people can kind of, you know, glance past your gallery of people and things you love and then up higher pottery is really great. I, I think so too. I Something that. with a sculptural form mm-hmm. way up high. Cause it doesn't make sense to put your books way up there. You can't reach them anyway. No. So I think way less objects up on the upper one. If you can just use like one large mm-hmm. sculptural form up there and just give your eye a break. And then mm-hmm. as you get down, where is your, where your favorite shelves to reach are, Put your books and your things that you're going to want to access right there. Yeah, you'll look so smart. You will. One of the things <laughs> that gallery. makes me absolutely crazy. Tell me, Jess. Oh, gosh. I lose my mind. It is when there's a plant on the built-in. A fake, a faux plant, faux flowers. grow? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the light can't get in there. We know you're faking it. (laughs) Yeah. You got to put those things. Like the wood tile. We know you. (laughs) Oh, geez. It just makes me crazy every time. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to have floral arrangements on shelves. No. You'd never put them there if they were fresh. You'd put them on your bedside table, on your makeup vanity, in the kitchen, by By the sink, by a window (laughs) near the light and where they look the most beautiful. Please don't put faux plants on shelves. Gone are the days of ivy and <laughs> baskets. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense because it's not believable. We always want your styling to look authentic. Yep. Okay, another thing too is, I remember back in the day we were doing a home and the scal had this like whole stream of built-ins and she's like, what should I put in them? And I'm like, books. Anyway, she really, <laughs> she really didn't have any books. She had a plethora of objects and accessories and it was, it was too much. Cause it was just, it looked like a rack at home goods, you know, but like with zero smarts mixed in with it. And so have objects that are lovely content. and need something you content. Need content. Yeah. You need content, have, you know, collections of books. Um, we just did a home again for that tech, our favorite tech client that she got like these series from Harvard law. Mm-hmm. They were beautiful and it like meant something to her cause her husband went to Harvard. And so anyway, it was really nice to style with that. But then she also had like really lovely coffee table books just to change up the scale, have the spines be beautiful. Maybe put the paperbacks 
in a closed cupboard. Those aren't going to be really fun to style with. So mm-hmm. look at hard covers, um, but yeah, and definitely don't forget integrate to books with objects. Take the jackets off um, Ooh, yeah. on some of your hard covers because maybe the jackets are tattered or maybe they're glossy and red, white, and blue and have foil on them or whatever else. But oftentimes if you peek under the jacket, you might have like a linen book, you know, which is way more beautiful than looking at paper. Amen. So only use your hard books. Don't use your um, paperbacks. If you are a book collector, um, buy the hard book. Don't buy the paperback if you can help it. Those look so much more beautiful on display. Pull the jackets off. And then we often like to put like with like. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put the lighter books together, the darker spines together. Mm-hmm. Having all the colors and everything mixed together just looks like a garage sale. So yep. unify those. I know you're probably thinking, oh, geez, I should put them by type all my Tom Clancy novels should go together, you know? And if that's the case, I mean, I'm sure that there's still a way that you could stack those light to dark or something like that. Yeah, we often, if clients don't have books or their own collections, but want that full look, Rachel Parcell requested uh, more of a Nancy Myers look when we did her built-ins, which if you guys are familiar with her films, um, it's Something's Gotta Give. Do you remember that home? Everybody just loves her look. It's so homey. Yeah, so well styled. Yeah, Diane Keaton and usually Nancy Myers go hand in hand. Yeah, Home Again was one with Reese Witherspoon recently. Mm -hmm. She did the styling on that. And Reese Witherspoon plays an interior designer in that role. And the house is so, so fantastic. Yeah, go watch that just for the visuals of it all. Um, Anyway, she wanted that really full collected look. So we um, purchased... Um, books by the foot or went out in search of um, books with linen colored or white spines and we just mixed in all of the natural whites and linens on her bookshelves until she's able to procure her own collection and um, it's a really affordable way to do it used books are often only like one to three dollars a book Mm -hmm. and you can get a really gorgeous collection that's very unified um, that way so yeah, put like with like. One thing that you do in your, uh, I think it's in your office, you have like obviously all these magazines. Uh-huh. You have all these Arc Digests and just really beautiful. And it almost feels like a periodical like library because you just have these massive stacks and I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have magazines and my mom used to collect Life magazine. So she has boxes and boxes oh, of Life magazines. Yeah. And so anyway, you can display those too, just like in a neat stack on a tray. Mm-hmm. And I, um, having collected so many of them over the years, they look really great stacked mm-hmm. horizontally. Yes. Vertically, they don't have enough. Um, they don't have a spine of any sort. And so they get kind of wiggly and it's kind of like styling with spaghetti. <laughs> you know, it's kind of <laughs> hard. So you want to just lay those things flat and then stack them up horizontally in neat stacks. And then it does feel more periodical and yeah. it stays clean. Love that. Yeah. Corey, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, other than books by the foot, yeah. um, is there like another place that we like, that you guys scour to like, you know, build a collection for a client we're going to install? Yeah. yeah. Well, often like visit like even actual bookstores or secondhand stores. And again, just kind of look and see. In this- Utah, we have Desert Industries, the DI, um, where people donate their stuff and then they sell it for, you know, a small amount of money. So we'll go to DI or Savers, which are like thrift stores here. And we'll just go through their book bins looking for beautiful like linen hardback books. Cool. We don't even pay attention to what their titles are. We're searching only based on what they look like. We're super so shallow that way. Books. <laughs> they can be terrible, but they're going to look gorgeous. Yeah. So, and actually I remember one time we were looking for a client and 
I just stopped by Savers really fast and they had like this massive collections of like beautiful readers digest oh. books and they were so pretty and they just it looks like, you know, you got them, you know, in anthropology or something and spend a great yeah. deal of money. But anyway, they were so cute. And I remember my grandma reading readers digest. So again, and any, any time that you can buy books, obviously that means something to you and just happen to be beautiful. Grab those. Yeah. Grab those. If they have the classics, the Jane Austen books. Yes. Those are fun if you have kids or even just for yourself. It's fun to own stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great housewarming gift too. If you know somebody that's moving into a new home with built-ins, you could always buy them, you know, a volume of the classics and they'll really appreciate it. And it will give their built-ins some content. Yeah. And if you, if you're trying to figure out, okay, I want books to mean something in my bookshelves. Um, consider the places that you've traveled, your favorite places to travel, mm. things that remind you of growing up or your grandmother had this book and you loved it and you looked through it as a child or, or art books or just like be smart about your book collections um, if you have time to procure that. We said this at the beginning, it's really interesting going into someone's home and looking at the books on their shelves. I think it's super telling on what their interests are, what they're passionate about, what they went to the you know, trouble of buying a book. You know, we have so much digital information that when people buy books, it should be about something that's important if you have, you know, if that's an interest to you. So Yeah, or maybe even um, those of you that are just starting out, um, you could even ask your grandparents for their books because a lot of times they're downsizing and moving into smaller places. And it's fun to get to know your grandparents through what they read mm-hmm. or your parents even maybe no longer want some of their things. So that would make it more meaningful as well. I know my mom usually has us like every holiday pick out a book or two from her library. Just mm-hmm. again, it, it slims down her stuff so that she's like, they're all going to go to you guys anyway. So pick out which ones you want, mm-hmm. which is really, really fun. I like that. Okay. So here's a question. Um, this is one that we get all of the time. <laughs> In fact, we're like, do we really want to talk about it again? We feel like we are talking about this nonstop, but I think it's time again. Um, have I have a living room with a corner fireplace recommendations for this furniture setup space planning around the corner fireplace uh, pick your master it's so hard the corner fireplace we're not seeing them as often sometimes in like developer if you're homes building a home right now do not do it don't do it you know if you're remodeling a home right now do not keep your fireplace there no this is this is the pimple this is the thing <laughs> that we're trying to mask get rid of work around it's really really kind of a tricky thing for space planning it's so, so if you tricky. have it then we're going to tell you how to work with it yeah because yeah. we have found a couple my sister has a corner fireplace and she's lived in this house for years and I kind of avoided it I would help her like do her furniture and like it was kind of back to the corner fireplace because it just made more sense to orient the furniture like with the back literally to the corner fireplace and look the opposite way because that was the biggest wall to put, you know, a console with a TV on it. And just until, I don't know, this past year, we did a big remodel on it um, where we were able to reface the corner fireplace and make it something lovelier. So we actually did a cast on this corner fireplace to give it more presence. Mm -hmm. And again, if we can put this on the show notes, we'll post a picture because it literally is the prettiest. Okay, cast, a cast mantle or cast fireplace um, is when you take, it's, it's kind of, it's actually the company that we use actually uses a concrete 
that you looks like a limestone. Mm -hmm. And so it's the solid material so that the entire thing is non-combustible. So a lot of fireplaces you'll see have a wood mantle and it'll have a tile surround mm -hmm. because there is a certain amount of surface area around the firebox. You need to have 10 inches to be non-combustible non material. Yeah. And so the nice thing about the cast is that the whole thing's non-combustible. So if you have a tight area or a, you know, a small area with your fireplace, cast will give you the most look, I think, because it's you get all the massing of yeah. that surround and Think so carved limestone yes. the look it looks just like carved limestone yeah. but they cast it out of concrete and then you can get it in a couple of really light light neutral colors mm -hmm. and they're really beautiful and trending today and um probably what we do the most when it comes yeah. to fireplaces yeah and so she has the corner fireplace and then adjacent to that on that wall we put a console and it's actually floating in front of her window. So again, we have blackout shades and the TV sits on its base on top of the credenza. Mm -hmm. So again, it's it's better. It's better than it was, 100%. The furniture spacing, it all makes sense because it's looking towards the corner that's now a lot prettier mm -hmm. with a mirror above it and art leaning. And then you have the TV sitting down to the left of it. So it looks 100% better than it did because we were able to reface the corner fireplace before it was worth turning your back to. Mm -hmm. It was like just a really slim, dumb surround. <laughs> so I would say if you have a corner fireplace that you've been living with for a long time, if you can resurface it mm -hmm. and take off, you know, the piece of cardboard that they put around it, do that and try and do a cast. Mm -hmm. I would. Another home that we did a remodel down in Vegas also had a corner fireplace also worthy of maybe putting in the show notes. Um, we'll try and get that up there. But the fireplace was in the corner and it was just pasted with this really bubbly river rock, like going from floor to ceiling. And it was super offensive to the eye. And then they had built-ins happening on just the, again, the wall perpendicular to that. And we, again, we built out the wall. We did a cast fireplace and we redid the built-ins. And so the hardest thing about a corner fireplace is people, again, it's hard to space plan around them mm -hmm. and it's hard to know where to put the TV because people yeah. are always going to be like, well, we should put it above the fireplace. But again, hard to space plan around it. And again, it's hard to choose your master. Like, where do I look? Yeah. Because that's supposed to be important, but then this is supposed to be important. And so there's a really, it's a fine balance. If you can avoid it or tear it out or relocate it, do that. I think that would be probably our first suggestion. We'd probably try and find a wall to relocate that firebox. Mm -hmm. um, and if not, um, reclad it to make it something lovelier to look at and that transitions well with a built-in or credenza or something where you will be putting your TV and space plan around that. Yeah. Otherwise, um, maybe not having a TV in the room and just letting the fireplace not having be a fireplace. the hero. <laughs> Have Sue would say no fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Can't live without a TV. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like the Vincent Wolf of um, spaces that mm -hmm. I think he's so good at throwing things on angles. Yeah. And so you could almost be more parallel with the corner fireplace by using a sofa on an angle mm -hmm. so that the fireplace and the sofa are parallel mm -hmm. and that would help. But then again, you're walking into a room cockeyed. Yeah. It just sort of feels like something's off. Yeah. And um, in fact, we have a good friend who studied classical architecture in England. Mm -hmm. And he says, you only put irregular architecture, you hide it in closets and, you know, other things like that. Like when there are stairs and there's like a cupboard under the stairs and you go in there and there's like a weird angle coming down because of the stairs. That's what I mean by you're hiding the um, irregular architecture in closets. So to me, when you do a fireplace on an angle, you're creating irregular architecture. architecture as a hero in a room, and it's really hard to overcome that. So you can either play to it 
by using your sofa on the exact same angle, but then again, the whole room becomes irregular and it's just kind of, you just feel a little bit off. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a hard one. Um, so yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's ways to overcome it. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. We're here to help you. Yeah, we are here to help you. Um, and we answer that question a lot and we will do an episode on space planning in the future so we can show you some options for that. If you have a corner fireplace and it's here to stay, um, ways that we would arrange the furniture to make that feel a little bit more balanced and easier to live with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for listening today. I hope this helps as you guys think through um, entertainment um, units and built-ins and where to put the TV in that room. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 